Brothers and sisters in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Creator, from the Lord Jesus Christ, and from God's Holy Spirit. Amen. He grew up in a despised province of the Roman Empire. He was born before his mother's marriage had become official. He did not appear publicly until he was 30 years old, and then he spent most of his ministry in the commercialized and more heathen regions of northern Israel, away from the religious power center in Jerusalem. After two years, he'd gathered a dozen unimpressive disciples and gained a few converts, mostly among the poor and unlearned. During the last year of his public life, he generated such passionate opposition from both the moneyed aristocracy and from religious fundamentalists that they joined forces, an unlikely alliance. Who would ever predict that from such bleak beginnings, a great kingdom would grow? Jesus did. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which someone takes and plants in a field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it's the largest of plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and build nests in its branches. It's all about seeds, big ones and little ones, and black ones and red ones and green ones and gray ones and brown ones, all kinds of seeds. I want to invite you to think about seeds with me today. I want to do that in two ways. I want to talk about this place and I want to talk about you. California Lutheran University is a wonderful example of a seed. Fifty years ago that seed was planted. And just look at what has happened. There are some veterans joining us in worship today that know exactly what that seed and planting and nourishing and hoping is all about. You were here when those seeds were planted. And there are many who are here today who enjoy the benefit of the harvest. The mustard seed has grown and look at what has resulted. Isn't it true that universities are places where seeds are planted? That's what we're all about. That's what love of Christ and truth and freedom really means. It's about planting seeds. Professors know that. That's their life. They dedicate themselves to studying 
everything about a particular seed so they might plant it in someone else. And you know, as students, how important those seeds are. You've chosen to come here to make your life the ground for those seeds. I cannot imagine that you do not come with expectation and hope that all of those seeds might be received and grow. This place is all about seeds. This place is all about you, too, for you are a seed. Every time I return to my alma mater, I am reminded of how many people have impacted my life, how many seeds have been planted in my life by people who were here. So for me, it's not so much the buildings, because they've all changed, and even my beloved chicken coops are soon to go, but it's the people who I recall and what they have given that are seeds planted in my life. I think that is true for you, too. One of the benefits of this school is that we are small enough that relationships develop, hopefully for life. Relationships in which seeds are planted to take root and be nourished and to grow and to bear fruit. That, Jesus says, is like the kingdom of God. So for this place and for your life, we have examples of the kingdom in our midst. I hope you understand, too, that part of the responsibility of being faithful to our Lord and receiving those seeds in our lives is to also make ourselves available to others for each of us to be a seed for someone else. That is how the word spreads. That's how the truth takes root. That's how grace is planted in lives. It is through us. It is through our witness our testimony that we become seeds for someone else and the kingdom grows. Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed that is planted in a field and when it grows it's like a tree so large that the birds nest in it. Bigness is very much a part of our lives today, isn't it? We've all gone beyond big churches. Now we talk about mega churches. We're so overwhelmed by problems in our world 
that when we speak of hunger or children in crisis, it is not just the neighborhood anymore, it is the entire globe that captures our attention. As a result, we sometimes overlook the tiny seed that can be the root of a difficult situation. In 1989, what everyone expected to be a routine United Airlines flight to Chicago turned out to be anything but routine. In the middle of the flight, one of the engines fell apart. Pieces of blade and shrapnel flew everywhere in the air, cutting the hydraulic lines of the airplane. They had to make an emergency landing in Sioux City, Iowa. And many of you will remember those horrendous film clips of that airplane somersaulting over and over down the runway, eventually killing half of those on board. The cause of that crash is now known. It was revealed that when the titanium fan hub in the engine was being manufactured, a tiny air bubble the size of a mustard seed was somehow trapped. This bubble went unnoticed for over 20 years and six major investigations and inspections. That imperceptible bubble led to a crack, and the crack led to a fracture, and the fracture brought the entire plane down. How can it be, we wonder with amazement, that so tiny a bubble could have such enormous impact? But we should not underestimate the impact of little events. We do know that sometimes it takes just a little bit of love to redeem a situation. We know that sometimes it takes just a little bit of grace to bring about healing. We know that sometimes it takes just a little bit of patience to work things out. Sometimes the smallest seed has the greatest impact. May this place, may your life, always demonstrate how great God's kingdom is. Amen.